Hello and welcome to another episode of Disneyland Devoted. I am your host, Michelle, and I am super happy that you're here. This is for the week of August 23rd, 2020. I cannot believe that August is almost over. We're going to start sneaking into the fall here in the Phoenix area. It doesn't feel like fall for quite some time, but yet we know it's there in the shadows through the heat we can still enjoy all the fall things that come out. And that's at least some sort of relief. Um, We only have a couple more months of this heat, but I hope where you are, it is a beautiful, wonderful day, whatever day it is that you are listening to this. So before we jump into the main topic, which is um, attractions for kids under five, I just want to touch on some news, or I should say some... I'm going to call it some speculation that I'm seeing on the internet. So people are reporting that uh, plexiglass is going up in the main entrances of both Disneyland and Disney California Adventure, which would mean that they are getting ready to have folks come in there. Also, someone zoomed in. um, Well, several people did, but I happened to see one particular online where... They zoomed in and could see on the DCA side on Buena Vista Street, one of the shops where the the curtain or the whatever was it like blocking the window display has been taken down and the mannequins were wearing um, some of the anniversary 60th anniversary merchandise that we've seen pictures and whatnot of downtown Disney's shops. So it does make me feel like they're gearing up and getting ready. And I could not be more excited. You know, I had to kind of check my emotions. Doing this podcast brings me immense joy. And I love talking about Disneyland. And I had to not really focus on not being there as much and focus more on sharing and, you know, just being able to talk about it uh, through this podcast, watching videos, uh, really paying attention to what's going on at Disney World. And it just kind of gives me that fix. And of course, what was happening at Downtown Disney. But now that it smells like it might be getting closer, I'm getting really excited. And in the beginning of this, like way back I know it's not that far back, but when they were looking to be open in July, I was a little on the fence on whether or not I'd want to be out there right away. And now I just can't stand it. I want to be there. We already had some plans to go out at the end of October because Halloween is one of my favorite times at Disneyland Resort all the decorations. I'm a huge Headless Horseman fan who plays a big role in the parade. Um, You know, just the the scary, the villains, all of that, all the black. I just absolutely love it. Um, Second only to Christmas. But I wanted to go to Halloween. Uh, We as a family wanted to go check out Halloween because it's not as crowded as the Christmas holiday season. So Um, And especially now with it potentially opening here soon, that is encouraging um, 
that we could have some crowds. Although Disney World did not get bombarded with crowds, so that's also encouraging. Another piece of news is that Disney did send a communication to any guests who were staying at their resorts at on the Disneyland Resort and modifying or canceling their reservations through September 12th, which would, you know, presumably mean that perhaps the parks, one or both, will open maybe the 13th of September. And as I quickly try to look that up, let's see, what does that fall in? So it said through September 12th, which that's a Saturday. It does seem like they would start on a Saturday, but who knows? Maybe they start on a Sunday. I don't know, but Disney's being kind of hush-hush. I didn't see anything on the website, the Disneyland website. I haven't seen any other communication from Disney saying that Disneyland is set to open. I know California has been hit really hard with COVID, but I think that their numbers are improving. Hopefully, um, you know, from a safety perspective, I'm not trying to rush this. All things being, you know, aligned perfectly and it becomes a safe situation. I do hope that Disneyland opens very soon and I'm so anxious to get out there. And I will say my um, one of my very uh, next, probably in the next week or so, podcasts that I will do will be my Uh, revisiting bucket list or what I am going to call my wishing well list. So these are the things that I have not done before at Disneyland because they were new or whatever reason that I can think of that would have stopped me from doing certain things. I want to make a list of that, uh, of those items. And I'm going to make sure that when I visit next time, I get as many of those marked off as possible. That would include some attractions, some dining locations, some shows, um, you know, things that are open and available. I'm going to try to knock out as many as possible because my ultimate goal is to have experienced every single thing that Disneyland has to offer. Everything at the DCA side, the Disneyland side, downtown Disney, the resorts, all of that. I mean, I have a pretty big dent in that, but I have some room to grow. And um, I'm just going to do a shameless plug here. I did start a Patreon page um, a while back. um, And one of the goals that I have is... Um, by reaching so many um, Patreons, I want to start a series of reviewing each and every dining location at the Disneyland Resort. And that includes all the places I just talked about, from the theme parks to the resorts and everywhere in between. That is a goal of mine, to be able to dine at every single location and give you a very thorough review of those locations. And as I like to do, give you that family spin, the kids spin, because I do think that that's very helpful. Um, it would it was helpful for me when I do my research, and so hopefully it is helpful for you. So enough about all of that. Let's jump into attractions that, in my opinion, are best for children under five. So a couple things. Disney's website, Disneyland's website, is really great at having filters for their attractions. So where I always go is I like to go to the main site opposed to the app and I like to go to um, things to do 
then attractions, and then I sort by the parks, and then I sort by location. So it'll tell me, you know, sort by everything in Fantasyland, everything in uh, New Orleans Square, and so on in alphabetical order. But for today's episode, I also added the filter for any height. So some attractions will have height restrictions, which may or may not uh, align well with your child, your child's age. But what I have learned over the years is even though there may not be a height restriction, it isn't necessarily that desirable for children under five. And so as always, I'm just giving you my perspective, my experience for my two kids. Um, just a reminder, they are several years apart. Uh, one's a boy and one's a girl. And so I had some similar experiences with them and some different experiences with them. So I'm going to share that as we go. So again, this is any height and we're going to talk about Disneyland first, and we're going to go by land. So we can just kind of, you know, look at it as we go. So the first one we're going to hit is Fantasyland, because I do think that that holds a lot of options for children under five. Now, keeping in mind, as I've said in other episodes, things that sound whimsical and cute and fun aren't always cute and fun, right? Not through a kid's eyes. They can be kind of scary. So for me in Fantasyland, the safest attractions are going to be King Arthur's Carousel, um, Casey Jr.'s Circus Train, Dumbo the Flying Elephant is kind of on the fence. Most little kids love it, but it does go up a little high, you know, for a little kid. Like if you're looking at a three or four-year-old, they may find that kind of scary. Um, It's a small world, of course. Um, Peter Pan's Flight is another iffy. It is very cute and whimsical, but it is, you are already high, in the ship and you're working your way kind of down into Neverland. So that height thing, like being like if your child is afraid of heights or it might be kind of scary, but it is really whimsical. And my experience is most little kids enjoy that one. Sleeping Beauty Castle walkthrough where you actually get to walk through the castle. There's a lot of steps involved, but it is really cute. And kids love to climb stairs. For some reason, they have endless energy and don't mind that. So that's a really awesome thing. Plus, it's really cool inside. It's very pretty. It's um, it's a little dark in there, meaning it's not really lit very well. It's very uh, magical. And, you know, it's like you're in a castle because you are. And so it's not super bright in there, but it is really cool. So I think little kids would really enjoy that. And then honestly, that is the only thing I'm going to say that is a surefire safe attraction there in Fantasyland. And then if you move to Frontierland, um, they call it an attraction, the shooting exposition. And I've said before, that's not my favorite thing to do. They have to be, even though it says there's no height to it, and I know they have like a platform they can stand on, but you're really shooting an air gun at targets. And if they're too young, they're just so not going to be able to do that. So 
And the last time I did it, which probably was a couple years ago, you had to bring money to do it. You know, that could have changed. I thought it would have changed two years ago and it had not. And you, so you have to have quarters and how many people have quarters on them? It's just not my favorite thing, but it is there. It is, I mean, it's not scary. It can be a little loud, I guess, the air guns, but as you know, in the big picture, that's, you know, that's pretty kid friendly. The Mark Twain riverboat and the pirate's lair, excuse me, the sailing ship Columbia, which is the two ships there that do go around Tom Sawyer's Island and Pirate's Lair. But those two ships that go around Rivers of America, love them. Those are really kid friendly. And um, I've never been on the sailing ship Columbia. That is on my wishing well list for sure. But the uh, Mark Twain, I've been on several times and there's lots of stairs and levels and kids love that stuff. So that is a really awesome uh, attraction. And then, like I said, Tom Sawyer's Island, totally kid friendly, a wonderful place to have your kids run around. Now I will say there's not a lot of barriers to the water. So if you have, you know, a toddler or a very rambunctious three, four year old, you want to be careful because the water is right there and you are on an island. So just keep that in mind. But the, the main things that you do on Tom Sawyer's Island are are kind of in the center there but just just a warning there kind of be careful of that then if we go to Toontown oh my gosh there's so much to do in Toontown but not everything in Toontown would be kid friendly for children under five so things that are would be Chippendale's treehouse you really just walk up a flight of stairs through a tree and down another flight of stairs it's the quickest thing ever but kids little kids would love it Donald's boat and Goofy's playhouse are very similar to one another in that they have the same type of things where you can climb inside the house or inside the boat. They have things that spin, that make noise. They have um, like plastic play areas in the front um, with like really soft mats, you know, like in playgrounds where it's like foam. They have that for them for, you know, should they fall or whatever. And it's a, it's a really nice, safe environment for the kids to run free. So those are awesome. And they can get a lot of energy out. Toontown is a wonderful place to get your child's energy out. And for them to just have so much to do there, not just the attractions, but just all around. And then Mickey and Minnie's house, respectively, are there. And those are amazing. And as I've said in other podcasts, there's things to do in those playhouses. There's buttons to push And things that happen, it's very interactive and it's very cute. I mean, obviously the draw is that you get to meet Minnie or Mickey, but there's so much more to it than that. I mean, even as an adult or anyone over five will love it, but especially young kids. Um, And that's all I'm going to say in Toontown. There's a couple of other attractions like the roller coaster, which is small, but for children under five, it's... It's not, A, it's not any height, and B, it, you know, it can be just a little scary for some kids. It's not fast by any stretch, so if you have a thrill seeker, that may be an option, but it's not my number one choice for children under five. 
And then um, the other one is Roger Rabbit's Roger Rabbit's cartoon spin. That is not my pick for children under five. If you don't know yet, if they like to spin, um, because you can spin quite a bit. And that's why the teacups is not on my list. That is also one that doesn't have a height restriction, but mm, no, um, that one is iffy like you could be cleaning up some serious messes if you aren't too sure about how your children's disposition is around spinning and getting dizzy all right new orleans square so i hate to say this but two of the best (laughs) attractions in the park the Haunted Mansion and Pirates of the Caribbean, while they are classics, they're not kid-friendly for younger children. Pirates are scary and haunted ghosts are also scary. So those don't make the list, I'm sorry to say, and there's really nothing in New Orleans Square for kids under five. Again, if you know your kids and you know that they aren't gonna be scared by that, that's great. Both my children had a little fright when they were under five for both of those attractions, which is why I give you this little warning. Now, Galaxy's Edge, the attractions themselves, the two, um, uh, Rise of the Resistance and Falcon's Run are not any height. There are height restrictions, but I would still say take your young children into Galaxy's Edge because it's beautiful in there. There's so much going on around you, especially if you have a Star Wars fan. Just seeing the stormtroopers and the ships and, you know, you can see the droids and all the things in there. It's just such a wonderful theming themed area in there absolutely walk through if nothing else galaxy's edge for your little ones tomorrowland so a couple things about tomorrowland um buzz let your astro blasters i think that's great for little kids it's cute again they're not going to be super skilled at laser gun target and you know being accurate but they'll have a heck of a fun time trying to do it And Buzz Lightyear is just so much more of a draw for little kids. So I think they would really love it. The monorail is a a nice little break for them because it's air conditioned or it's heated depending on the time of year. It's up high so they can get a nice view. And then I would recommend requesting to sit in the front or the very back cars where you get a completely different view and as I've stated in previous episodes you may have to wait a cycle or two because other people will be wanting to get on into those cars so you may have to wait for the next monorail but it's really worth it it's worth your wait it's one of those things that you could not wait and then you will have missed that great experience where if you just gave yourself a little time to wait until you're able to get on it. It will be quite an experience you'll never forget. My daughter still talks about it. It's just different. It's unique. It's fun. Finding Nemo Submarine Voyage. That's also really good for little kids. Caution, caution, caution. It is a little claustrophobic. I have described that in great detail in the past. There's ways to avoid feeling super claustrophobic, but at the end of the day, it is a confined space. But if you're okay with that, little kids will love it. I mean, who 
doesn't love Nemo and Dory and all of them. Oh my gosh, it's so cute. It's such a cute, cute ride. And then Star Wars Launch Bay is also in Tomorrowland where you can walk through. And again, if you have a Star Wars fan, that's the greatest thing ever. You can walk through it, see all this memorabilia, all this merchandise, meet some of the characters. I mean, that's such a great place. But even if your kid doesn't want to meet characters, and another caution, Kylo Ren and Darth Vader do not break character. They're not there to hug your kids. They're there to be a very ominous presence and they do it very well even as an adult I was a little like I don't know shy and taken aback a little bit I I mean I guess I knew that they wouldn't break character but they really don't so that could be frightening like Darth Vader is a very foreboding presence like he is large and he's got that (laughs) breathing thing going on in his mask he's very scary and Kylo Ren is as well so just keep that in mind and Chewie while cute and adorable is like 18 feet tall so you know just things that can scare little kids so keep that in mind but Yoda sometimes you can meet Yoda or one of the droids or something like that so definitely definitely do go in there just make sure you look to see what characters you can meet and you know you know your kids better than anyone if that's something that they can you know that would scare them let's see um the railroad you definitely want to take the train the train around the park is just such a great ride it's a nice break it's out of the elements and then you go through the section between Tomorrowland and Main Street that has the tunnel that has the dinosaurs oh my gosh I absolutely love that section and your kids will too so definitely take the train and I just think the best way to experience the train besides using it as a form of transportation to get you from one side to the other or from one section to the other is to take it at least one time around the park. It is so nice to just get off your feet, take a break, and just take in the beauty of the Disneyland Resort. I just love the train. And then back on Main Street... So the thing about Main Street is some of these things they call attractions and, you know, they are things for you to do. So, you know, you can walk through the shops. Um, The Main Street Cinema is one of our favorite things to do. It's a nice little area that you walk in and it shows black and white classic cartoons some that are made to look classic some that are truly are classic and kids just love it it's it's like a little theater in there but you're you don't sit down like there's not seats per se there's a a center kind of like a little podium like a little stage you can sit on but you could just there's like six different screens with different shows going on and it's so stinking cute so definitely check out check out the main street cinema The Main Street vehicles are really fun. You know, the horse-drawn trolley car, the um, omnibus, which is, you know, two levels. The little uh, vehicle looks like an old-timer's car, and it has, like, some rows in there you can jump on. And they usually just go up to the hub and come around. But it's still a lot of fun. I mean, it's still, like, notable and something fun for you and your kids to do. And little kids would totally love that. 
Something really cool about Main Street, too, is the the storefronts. There's like this one porch area that has a couple chairs you can sit on. That's a really cool thing for your kids to be able to climb up there, sit, take a photo, just walking up and down Main Street. Um, you know, sometimes there's musical things that are happening on Main Street, like the Dapper Dance might be performing. Um, obviously, that's where parades and things like that happen. But but then there's the marching band that happens there on Main Street. So it just seems like there's a lot going on. The big giant Christmas tree or the big giant pumpkin or other decorations, depending on the season. Lots of fun things on Main Street. There's also this little area. I know it's not an attraction, but... Right in front of the Main Street train station is this like little island and it has all these benches and trees and carts of like churros and popcorn and stuff. So that's a really cool place to get a little snack, sit in one of those benches that is shaded and just people watch and characters come by there like they all kind of come out of this side entrance over there so you can catch a lot of characters that's like an attraction within the area so definitely hanging out on main street is is a really good idea so another one way back in the back of disneyland i like to call it it is uh, over by Splash Mountain in Critter Country is the Mini Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. That is so stinking cute. I don't find it to have really long wait times on average. It's not a super long attraction in and of itself. They seem to move people pretty quickly, but it's still a good long. It's long enough. Let's put it that way. And it's adorable. So definitely check that out. And then back over in Adventureland, we've got a couple ones that I would say are really good for small children. The Jungle Cruise. I mean, that's classic and it's adorable. It's sitting in a boat looking at beautiful scenery and it's funny and interactive and those jokes will get lost on little kids, but you'll enjoy it. And then Tarzan's Treehouse. Uh, I mean, it's safe enough, but meaning it's not scary, but it's got a lot of steps to get up there, so you have to really kind of gauge if you want to take a little one in there. But when they're like four and five, that may be easier. But at one stage, there's things to do that's interactive, and your kids would really enjoy it. So, oh, and, you know, my dogs have made their, their appearance on the podcast, Wrestling. So, Jackson, if you're listening, and I hope you enjoy that. And then lastly in Adventureland, I would say Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room. I mean, what a cute little show for kids. They would love those singing birds. The song will get in their head and they'll, you know, sing it for the rest of your trip and you'll hate me for it, but it's super cute. Get them a dull whip, have a nice relaxed seat in the Tiki Room and enjoy the birds. So there you have it. There's my list of attractions that are kind of the safest for kids under five and there are several of them so definitely no shortage of fun and excite excitement and magic at Disneyland for kids under five um, you know when you start getting close to the five-year age that's when you can start pushing into some of those that I didn't mention or I did mention that didn't have height restrictions but I gave you a warning um, and then the ones that do have height restrictions, depending on your child and their thrill-seeking level, for me, 
six, seven, and eight is where I saw the change in thrill level, right? From being scared to like seeing it for the first time again and really enjoying those attractions. So that's why I wanted to do this episode because I do think that if you've never been to the Disneyland Resort and you hear these fun and exciting names or these classic rides that everyone talks about, or you see videos of these things on YouTube, which I, you know, I love to do that. It doesn't really tell you what it feels like from a child's perspective. And if you go on the wrong attraction in the beginning of the day, it could really impact the rest of your day. So that's why I wanted to do this episode to just give my perspective. So as always, if you have any questions, thoughts, feedback, love to hear from you. You can reach me at Michelle at DisneylandDevoted.com. That's M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E at DisneylandDevoted.com. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook and Patreon. Love to hear from you. Love to interact with you. I appreciate you. I hope you and your family are safe and healthy and happy. And until next time, bye.